0: Good morning. Look, a little chocolate angel has been here. <laughs> Left me lots of chocolates. Must have been looking at my profile and thought, that guy needs some kind of nourishment. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's good to see you all. Good for you. Uh, thank you for joining us online. We are in a series called... Good! Deeper! Thank you. This is week 10 of Deeper. Wow. (laughs) Deeper is all about just that. Really, really simple. Getting deeper. Deeper into the Word. Deeper into our prayer life. Deeper into our relationship with God. Deeper into our relationships with one another. And all of those things are tied together. And we've been in a passage of Scripture for a couple of weeks now, and we're going to spend a couple more weeks in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. And uh, it's one of the most misunderstood passages in the Bible, and it's part of a much larger dialogue that starts in uh, John 13 and goes all the way to John 16. It's a great passage of Scripture, and I've been encouraging each week, read it, read it. It's Jesus' final words to his disciples before he goes to... Before he's betrayed and and goes on trial and is executed. And he's preparing these guys for what is to come. And the things that he says to them apply directly to us. It's a wonderful passage of scripture. So we're going to read right through John 15, 1 through 17. And then we'll get where we want to go this morning. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus is talking here. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. And this next section is really where we're going to be focusing today. It's where we focused last week. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. I chose you, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. So as we've been looking at this scripture, three words come up over and over. And I talked about a word cloud last week. It's a little thing that you can do. Can we go to the next slide? And we see the three words there. Fruit, remain and love. So a couple of weeks ago, we looked at this word fruit and we discovered as you go through this scripture and the chapter before and the chapter afterwards, that the fruit that Jesus is talking about is actually answered prayer. At verse 16, it says, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. I mean, to me, that's just an incredible verse. The, the, the fruit that we bear is answered prayer. And why does, why does God want to, to bless us with answered prayer? Because when we bear fruit, two things happen. Glory is given to God, and we're filled with overflowing joy. But there's a caveat. And we looked at that last week. And it's found in the most prolific word in this passage, the word remain. Those answered prayers only come if we remain in Christ. So the question that we asked last week is, what does it mean to remain in Christ? Does it just mean to be close to Christ? What does that actually mean? And we discovered, Jesus tells us right in the passage of Scripture, that to remain in him means to obey his commands and specifically There is one command that trumps all other commands. The command to love. You got that one. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. This is my command. Love each other. So we got this this kind of chain between bearing fruit, remaining in Christ, and love. And it's a hand-me-down love. This is what we looked at last week. God the Father loves Jesus. Jesus passes that love to us. He commands us to pass that love to others. First John 4.16 says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So the question that we're going to look at today, we want to get practical with this love. How do we live in love? Now, when it comes to love, and I talked about this a bit last week, there are two things that we need to understand. First, Jesus sets the bar really, really high. It's not an easy one. In Luke chapter 6, it says, but to you who are willing to listen. So there's a question for you right up front. Are you willing to listen? To you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Oh, really? Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. You don't see that in a lot of movies, do you? (laughs) If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when you when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. This is so counter-cultural, it's annoying. <laughs> do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only the, to those who do good to you, why should you get credit Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. He keeps on about this credit, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I want God's credit. Anybody up for God's credit? I want God's credit. I want everything that God has got for me. And what is his credit? It is the fruit of his love. It is answered prayer and overflowing joy. Now, I'm not going to be shy about this. I want God's credit. I want all he has for me. I want answered prayer and I want overflowing joy. And I'm going to pursue that because a person whose prayers are answered and a person who is overflowing with joy is a walking advertisement for Jesus. Right? Big old smile on their face. Telling stories about the things that Jesus is doing. It's a great advertisement for Jesus. But it comes through love. Love is the way. He carries on. He says, love your enemies. Do good to them. He's really rubbing the salt in, isn't he? Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind, to those who are unthankful and wicked. And again, if, if loving my enemies, if loving our enemies brings rewards from heaven, it's like, bring it on. Would you change my heart, Father, so that I could be someone who loves in this manner? I want your rewards. I want everything that you have for me. Empower me to do this because it's not naturally in me. And it can only come through you, Father. And I love this last verse. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. It's such a wonderful word, compassion. We talked about this last week. But we're going to dive deeper today. What's the name of the series? Deeper. Deeper, good. It's easy to love those who like us, right? We like people who like us. It's easy to like those people. But what about people who don't like us? Anyone have someone that doesn't like them? You don't have to to raise your hand. But sometimes it just happens, right? I mean, I've been in work situations, I've done anything, and you could just tell for some reason or other, that person don't like me. No matter what you do, they've just decided for some reason they don't like you. Love them. And what about those who are difficult? What about those who are, are hurtful? Intentionally hurtful. You ever had anybody hurtful in your life? I can see heads nodding. Nice and quiet, okay? just. And what about those who who vehemently believe differently than you? And they're antagonistic about it. They're poking you with needles. And they call you judgmental. All the while they're judging you. And what about caustic people? And what about those who would like to see us fail? <laughs> How do we love them? I mean, Jesus set the bar way up there, didn't he? It's like, really, can we get there, Jesus? How did, how, like, really? No fair. So that's the first thing we've got to understand about this love. The bar is set high. The second thing we need to understand about it, and this, again, I talked about last week, it's not romantic love. It's not a love that has to do with any kind of fuzzy, warm feelings. It's demonstrated love. It's love as a verb. It's love that rises above how we feel. If I can only love based on how I feel, it's not going well. It's not going well. It's a love that raises rises above it. I call this laser love. A laser beam doesn't react like normal light. You know, you shine a flashlight, right? The beam spreads out. A laser beam is a, it's a narrow, narrow, direct, it's, it's a, a focused beam of light. It is not natural. When it comes to love, as, as Jesus has commanded us to love, we are called to react differently than the world reacts. We're called to have a love that, that is a, a level or two or three or four above what is normal, what is expected. We are not to react the way normal people react. We don't respond the way they respond. We have a higher calling. Laser love is a love that is focused. It's focused on the love that comes from the Father to us. comes from the Father to the Son, from the Son to us, and out to others. (laughs) Wish I had a laser beam. Oh, a good one. Laser pointer. We could blind people here. And it doesn't matter how you feel has nothing to do with that now in order to to love in this manner we we need a concise definition of love and i have one for you when you analyze that passage of scripture love your enemies if you do kind of a word cloud on that one two words come up love and good So I'm looking into this passage of scripture, and I'm looking at the words "love," and I'm looking at the words "good," and I love the way the Holy Spirit does this. So Monday morning, I get in my car. The radio is not working properly in my car. I can only get AM. The air conditioning's not working either. And anyway, (laughs) I can only get AM, and I listen to Catholic radio because it's entertaining. It's good to get a different perspective. I kid you not. I got in the car Monday morning. I turn on. And this lady comes on, and they're talking about love, and they have a question that they've put out there for people to call in. How do you love people that are difficult to love? And I thought, you're kidding me. And she gave a definition for love that just struck a chord, and I said, that's Sunday, right there. So if you've got your notes, here's our working definition of love as Jesus called us to love. Not a warm, fuzzy love, but a, a verb love. Loving someone means working for their good. Okay, can we say that together? On the count of three. One, two, three. Loving someone means working for their good. Let's do it one more time. Loving someone means working for their good. Now, I'm going to ask you this a couple times throughout the service today. So be ready with that one. We'll see if you're listening. That takes emotion right out of the picture. You can work for someone's good, even if you don't feel good about them. You can work for someone's good, even if you feel angry about them. You can work for someone's good, even if you feel hurt by them. You can still work for their good. This is demonstrated love. This is the kind of love that Jesus is talking about. Compassionate love. Now you think about this. God works for our good even when we're not good, right? Is the only option he's got. He works for our good when we don't deserve it. And as his children, he calls us to do the same. So let me read those last two verses from that Luke passage again. I really, really like it. Love your enemy, do good to them, Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. And it's, it's Jesus is saying, the closest you can get to being like God is when you love those who are your enemies. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. So let's have a moment of honesty here. Anyone ever been unthankful? All right, you ready for the next question? Anyone ever been wicked? (laughs) He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. When we love our enemies, or anyone for that matter, we are acting as God's children. This is our demonstration to the world that we, are, we belong to Christ's family. We are his children. He is kind to the unthankful and the wicked. He is compassionate, and he wants us to be the same. So we set, set the standard high, but the rewards are high too. What are the rewards? Answered prayer and overflowing joy. So here, let's do this again. Who would like their prayers answered? Some of you really don't. Interesting. Who would like overflowing joy? It's easy, right? Okay. So I want to make it practical this morning. So he set the bar up there. I'm taking the bar, and I'm putting it on a shelf over here. Because if that's our standard, we're already losers, right? We've got to start at a place where we can gain some ground and work toward that. So that's what we're going to do. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, when you learn to swim, do you jump in the deep end? No, you start the shallow end and you work your way up. That's what we're going to do here. I want to give you some tools that we can use to love at a regular level and then hopefully take it higher. Okay. Romans 12:9 says don't just pretend to love others really love them. Can't we just pretend wouldn't it be easier? <laughs> it's funny how the word love gets thrown around. Culture is 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 interesting. We don't use the word love in England very much. When I came over to Canada it was more and when I came down here it's like you're all nuts. I mean everybody I love you. No you don't. <laughs> But you do. I mean, it's it's different levels of, of love, right? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. So what's our definition of love? See, I made sure it was up there for you. Now, LASER is an acronym. It's in your, in your outline there. The first L is listen. I've, I don't know how many times I've preached on this, listening. When we take time to listen... And understand, we value someone. We, we, we lift them up in the relationship. We add value to them. People feel validated when they feel like they've been listened to. And that doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. But if they feel that you understand, if you get it, if you know what they think, you know why they think, you know what they feel and, and why they feel that way, they feel validated. They feel good about it. They don't have to agree. But there's that sense of, okay, you, you, you get it. You get it. And, and when I say listen, I don't simply mean hearing. Hearing is automatic, right? I woke up this morning at 5 o'clock because my alarm went off. Well, if I couldn't hear, I wouldn't know that my alarm had gone off. Hearing is automatic. Unless you've got a hearing problem, it just, it's, it's switched on. That's all it is. It's just on. Listening, however, that's something that you learn. It's a whole different kettle of fish. Because even though our hearing doesn't shut off, we can tune out. I'm amazed how, how this works. Like, I'll have somebody come to me after the service sometimes, and I'll say, Oh, Pastor Mike, I'm so sorry. You know, did, did that disturb you? Like, what? Oh, we got up, I fell over, knocked the screen over, tipped all this thing. No, never noticed. (laughs) Tuned out. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, it's because I've taught this a couple of times in my I Relate class. So some of you will think, ah, okay. But you won't remember because I'm going to explain why you won't remember. Part of the problem is biology, the way our brains are wired. We can think at around 700 to 1,000 words per minute. That's an incredible amount of information that can go through. Do you, ever, do you ever stop and do something stupid? Sometimes I stop and I try to get the layers of thinking that's going on. So even as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about that right now, and I'm thinking about thinking about that, and, and it's like, ugh. it's confusing, yeah. So we can think at 700 to 1,000 words per minute. We can speak at 125 to 175 words per minute. That's two words to three words per second. That's a lot of information. And I've got to be honest with you. Or should I be? <laughs> you know, I grew up in a house full of girls. Now, my girls, younger generation, they think that what I have to say about this stuff is... Is stupid because they are absolutely determined. There's no difference between boys and girls. There is. Our brains are different. We're wired different. We listen differently. Our capacity to listen is different. I had four sisters and my mom, and my dad and myself never said anything. <laughs> it's his birthday today. We never got a word in. And, and I, sometimes, like if I hear, sometimes we'll have some teenagers in the house, my wife teaches piano, and sometimes there are girls that like to come back and talk. And I can hear them, and And there's so much. It, my brain just wants to explode. I can't process the information. It's like I have to get away from that room. It's like I can't. No, stop, please. I think they're at about 400 words per minute, and there's three of them. So we can speak at 125 to 175 per words per minute. Our ears work faster than our mouths. We can actually listen at 450 words per minute. That's why when we're having a conversation with someone, sometimes we're also listening to the conversation going on over there, right? You ever do that? Every man's going, and every woman's going. (laughs) You're not listening well, but you can. So what that means is when when you've got these differences there's a gap and we fill the gap our minds are going zip, 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 zip. we zone in and we and we zone out some of you are doing it right now some of you are sitting here right now thinking about what you're having for lunch gotcha <laughs> Some of you are thinking about the weather. Some of you are thinking about what you're going to do this afternoon. And if you weren't, you now are. (laughs) Typically, we hear 25% of what is said. To make it worse, of the 25%, we forget 80%. So that's my excuse, Sandra, and that's the only reason I'm talking about this. (laughs) Now, when it comes to loving here, let's get back to loving. How do you feel when you've shared a thought or a feeling and the other person's not listening? Yeah, that's how you feel, right? I don't know if you heard that. It was, ah. Oh. Or they don't really care enough to seek and find out why you feel that way, why you think that way. And if that occurs on a regular basis, it shuts meaningful communication down. Love seeks to understand. If we're to work for the good of others, that's our definition of love, right? We must seek to understand them. We must seek to understand what they think, why they think it, what they feel, and why they feel it. We don't have to agree, but we need to seek to understand. And understanding comes through listening. Love listens. Are you still with me? are you still thinking about lunch now and the weather and all these other things that i mentioned all right we got 15 minutes left laser we're on listening four levels of listening anyone that's done the my i relate class knows this but you only remember 25 you only heard 25% of it and you forgot 80% so i could do this again and you don't even know that you listened to it twice already four levels of list of listening first one is marginal these are the people that tune in and tune out. They're, li- they're paying attention for a little bit, but then they're gone. They're thinking about everything else that's going on. They're, they're, they're more concerned about how they're going to respond. you ever talk with someone like that, and you know they're just waiting for their chance to get in and tell you what they think and what they feel. They're just waiting for that opportunity. It's my turn. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? Now is it my turn? Thank you for talking about you. Let's talk about me. Enough about me. Why don't you talk about me? They fake attention, they're waiting for their turn, they just want to talk. Fortunately, that's not the majority of people, but that's the marginal listener. The second one is selective. We all know this one. (laughs) These are are people, selective can come in in a number of different ways. Sometimes people who focus on content and not intent. Those are the ones that will come back to you and say, yeah, but you said... And they've picked up on a word. You said, but they know it's not what you meant. They know it's not what you feel. They know it wasn't the intent, but you said. They're selective about what they hear. And then there's that that selectiveness that just tunes out everything that they don't want to hear and focuses in on the things that they do want to hear. If my wife says to me, can you mow the grass later and then have a rest? All I hear is have a rest. The third one, I'm not going to take long on these, is active. This is good. Active listeners are good listeners. They listen to everything that's being said. They listen between the lines for what's not being said because sometimes that's as important as what's said, right? The stuff that's not said, and it's like, okay, there's something there. They use feedback so you know they're listening. And they ask appropriate questions to get more information. This is active listening. But there's another level of listening that takes it one level higher. And that is empathic listening. Empathic listeners want to know why. Not just what. I always like to ask a question sometimes in small group. I'll ask a question like... um, If you could ask God any question, and you knew that he would answer you right now, what would you ask him? But that's not the important question. The important question is when they tell you, you ask them, why would you ask that question? Now you get to the heart and the feeling of what's going on there. And, you know, literally, I've had situations where people, you know, if you could ask God any question, what would you ask him? Well, I'd ask him, you know, if if God is good and if he's love, why do bad things happen to people? Well, why do you ask that question? Because when I was 14 years old, my mom died. Okay, now we're getting there. You want to get to the feelings behind the message. This is empathic listening. It listens with the eyes, it listens with the ears, it listens with the heart. It's not natural to us. Now, in all honesty, I think we typically can be any one of these four given the circumstances, right? I mean, if I'm watching a football game and Sandra's trying to talk to me, marginal at best. (laughs) Because I'm focused on the football game if we're out for a walk i can i can bring it down to selective if she's really talking about something that's important possibly active i'm teaching about empathic but you know it's funny the other day she said to me she said are you listening to me and i thought it's an odd way to start a conversation <laughs> good good All right, so there's four levels of learning: listening. I haven't gone into them too deeply. I want to talk about up. You talk about this all the time, in and out. What did Jesus say was the greatest command? Come on, say it. Love God, right? Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Love him with all you are. And what is the second greatest command? There's a little bit after love others. As you love yourself. Love others as you love yourself. This, this is, um, oh, what's the word? I don't know, because I wasn't listening. It's important, yes. <laughs> I can't think of the word. When you love God, With all your heart, your mind and your soul, you feel good about yourself. When you feel good about yourself, you love yourself. and when you love yourself, you can love others. Teach this all the time. It, 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 all this stuff is is interlinked. it's symbiotic is the word that's coming to mind, but that's not the word I want. So I want to talk about up, in. out for a second, okay? If we're to love the way Jesus called us love, what's our definition of love? (laughs) That was pretty darn pathetic, folks. (laughs) What's our definition of love? All right. If we're to love someone, if I am to love God, if I love God, I'm working for God's good. Doesn't that seem odd that I might be working for God's good? But it's because he loves me and he's working for my good. If I say I love this church, it means I'm working for the good of this church. If I say I love my wife, it means that I'm, I'm working for the good of my wife. It's up, it's in, and it's out. So up starts there. Everything starts upwards. Okay, that's great. Sorry. Do I have many more slides left? Okay. (laughs) This is on you, bud, because I don't have any more notes left. (laughs) Upwards. Love God. And I had scriptures. What have I done? All right, I'm going to go with these. Listen up. You heard the words, listen up? That's where it starts, right? Listen up. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. That's Jesus talking. So it starts, if we want to learn to love others and work for their good, it starts with this upward relationship. You've ever heard me preach on this before? Yeah, every other week, Pastor Mike. (laughs) It's important. So it starts living, listen up. Next verse, please. That is the second one. Did I read this one already? Okay, there we go. Anyone who, there we go, thank you. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. What a great promise. If you seek understanding, you'll be given understanding. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Up. Listening to God. What does it mean to listen to God? It means to obey what he says. The benefits are good. Overflowing joy. Answered prayer. Love inwards. Next one, please. When the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ever hear people say, you got to listen to your heart. you got to listen to your gut. No, you don't. Because <laughs> usually your heart and your gut is listening to the flesh. You need to listen to your conscience. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit that was put in you. When I listen to my gut and I listen to my heart, typically it's leading me in the wrong direction. I need to listen to the heart that Jesus has put in me, his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us. It teaches us. It convicts us. It it shows us the way to go. It is our guide for life. It reminds us of everything that Jesus has taught. So you need to listen inwards, but you need to listen inward. To the Spirit of God, your conscience. Anyone struggle with their conscience sometimes? Yeah. That's the Spirit prompting. Anyone listen to their flesh sometimes? Yeah. (laughs) The more we listen to the flesh, we override the Spirit. The more we listen to the Spirit, the stronger the Spirit gets, and it overrides the flesh. So love up, love in, love out go to the next one when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard that's the rest of in and then out understand this my dear brothers and sisters you must be you must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry Getting to the heart of this. Loving people who are not easy to love means that we have to take time to listen to them. And oftentimes we don't want to listen to them, do we? Because we usually don't like what they've got to say. But if we're to love others, what's our definition of love? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What's our definition of love? (laughs) All people. Let me close it down here. Oh, do you want the A-S-E-R? Next week. There you go. (laughs) Next week, I want you to think about that person, and we've all got a person, most of us have a person, I shouldn't say all, who is difficult to love. Now, here's the difficult thing in this. Most of the times, the person that we struggle to communicate with or to show love to isn't our enemy. It's someone who's close to us. Typically, it's a relative. Sometimes it's a brother, a sister, a son or a daughter, a mom or a dad. But typically, it's someone who is close to us and it's we never are able to connect. So here's my challenge for you this week. When you look at those four levels of listening, where are you? Most of the time, Where are you? What do you need to do to take it to the next level? And here's my challenge. And it might not work just the first time. This might be something that you've got to work at. But when you think about that person, I challenge you to listen to them empathically. To do that, and this is what's difficult, that means that you listen to them Not with the goal to fix their problem. Not with the goal to tell them why they're wrong. Not with the goal to simply get your opinion across. But listen to them with one single goal. I want to know why you think that way and why you feel that way. I don't have to agree with it. I just want to know. So that that person feels like, okay, you care enough. Now sometimes the problem is there's so much water under that bridge that that conversation doesn't happen just like that. And it takes some time to get to that place because they're automatically expecting you to As soon as they start down the conversation. Well I told you if you I told you. And they're waiting for that. So they're guarded. It takes time to just sit and and I just want to understand. What's our definition of love? <laughs> hey, that's it's <that's>, it's fair. <laughs> What's our definition of love? Loving someone means working for their good. So as you're looking into this conversation, their Is your goal working for their good? Step one. I just need to understand, amen. Amen. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I just love that last part of that verse compassion. You are kind to those who are thankless and wicked. That's us. And you show compassion to those who are thankless and wicked. And you call us, Father, to show the same kind of compassion. So, Father, I pray for each and every one of us as we go through this week. Listening is something that is learned. Loving in the way that you've called us to love, Father, can only come through the power of your Holy Spirit. So Father, I'm praying on behalf of everybody here that we would yield our will to your will, that we would seek to love in a manner that that is for the good of those that you bring into our lives. And Father, teach us to listen in a manner, not just to get our point of view across or To say what we need to say, but to listen in a manner that demonstrates love and good to the people that we are listening to. And may your spirit bless us, Father, so that we may be a blessing. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Alex, you're up. I really like the fact that you all wanted to hear the A-S-E-R. That warms my heart right here. Well, most of you, anyway. (laughs) The ones I heard.
1: There is chocolate up here. Um, Can I have the people that are going to accept the offering come forward, please? The offering is a way for us to give what God gives us back to the church and back to the community. Um, And so just think about that as the offering goes around. And while the offering goes around, if you did fill out one of the um, we're glad you hear cards, please drop it in, as well as the prayer request cards when the offering basket goes around. Um, I'm going to pray for the offering, and then I'll get into announcements. Bow your heads. Lord, thank you for being so gracious to us. Help us to realize what you are calling us to do. Lord, I ask that you take the offering and use it to bless the church and the community around us. Thank you for giving our, our church the opportunity to pour into our community. Teach us to be grateful for all you have done in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so right after church is over, right after I finish praying, there's going to be a pastor welcome lunch right in the fellowship hall. Um, just right out those doors. Um, there will be food. It's a luncheon. But um, only if you RSVP'd with Miss Sandra. Um, or first time guests oh perfect anyone that has not been already please go get to know our church get to know some of our leaders in the church Um, it's such a great time my next announcement is the women's retreat is very close I think today is the last day to today is the last day to register so if you have not women I strongly strongly encourage you to do so I would love to tell you about how great it is, but this is my first time going, so y'all should go. I've heard great stories about it. Um, Next Sunday, there's going to be a women's retreat attendee meeting right after the service and the fellowship hall. This is where they're going to give you all of the information about arriving to camp and what to pack and what to bring, so please go. Um, And if you have any questions, bring those as well, so we're all on the same page. And then my last announcement for you is on October 23rd and the 24th, there's a portrait session um, if you want to have your picture taken, I guess. (laughs) Um, If you have any questions, who can they reach out to? Yeah, I would love for you to do that one.
0: Thank you. So a good friend of mine who is a photographer, I meet this guy for breakfast sometimes, does uh, portraits down at the senior center and all that? he said hey would you let me to do portraits for people in your church He said, ready for christmas and i said yeah i'm sure people would like that um he charges it does it is there anything in there about money it's pretty cheap i know that twenty five dollars for a sitting fee and that's for an eight by ten portrait of a family or an individual so we're going to be doing that on october 20 sorry that's the wrong one October 23rd and 24th, but you need to sign up for it. Is there a sign-up sheet back there? There is? Good. You have to schedule a time, all right? So if you'd like your portraits done, go back there, sign up, and let us know. Thank you.
1: Perfect. Um, I believe that's it. So if you all would stand, and I will pray us out. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be in your word today. Help us to remain in your love and to love others. Lord, you brought us all here for different reasons, and I'm so thankful that you did. Lord, thank you for the church and the community and the grace that you have given us. I pray that we continue to live out your will for our lives, and in your name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great week.